So I know when my wife and I, we ask questions like these and we take the time to answer and truly listen to the other's answer without mm, having my own self-talk going when my wife is answering and thinking like, wow, what, really? She would think that? That's, that's her answer? Why would she think that? As opposed to being curious and interested in her answer and to really get to know that this is a different person than me that has different ideas and histories and thought process. And here we are journeying together in life, overlapping and sharing our journeys together. And we've had all these different experiences that we can share on a deeper level or all these thought processes that are happening that a lot of times we don't give ourselves a chance to share it and to address it, to reflect on it. And again, now we have the chance to do that. If not now, when? Welcome everybody to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Preble Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, coworkers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. Welcome everybody to this episode. I am going to be doing a monologue where I'm going to be addressing a few of listeners' questions. Questions are around the topics of how to create more deeper connection, especially at this time that we are staying home during this pandemic. And also a question around ways to process the issues and the disagreements and how to make agreements if you have differences of the way that you address a conflict. And yes, it's a monologue. Those of you that may be disappointed that my wife Rainbow is not here, uh, she's in the garden right now. She is planting, she's planting potatoes. But I was in there before, I was doing the manual labor, I was doing some deep double digging and that was a way that we spent some time uh, connecting that we normally don't do. I spent uh, most of the day doing phone consultations and counseling sessions with clients, which I don't do usually at home because I've always done my counseling practice in my office in town in person. Everything is online or by phone. So when I finished this afternoon, she asked if I would help her in the garden, which I normally don't do. That's her thing. So it was a new way that we connected. And when we were doing this, she was giving me a teaching. You know, she was talking about growing a garden that uh, if there's no good soil and all clay, and if you don't fertilize it, then how do you expect your plants to grow? She was telling me because I had to dig in underneath the top soil, the good soil, and underneath was this red clay that wasn't any good for growing. So I had to get out the red clay, put that aside, take the topsoil and put that underneath. So the foundation of where we were gonna grow our plants had the good soil. So then we were talking about the analogy of a relationship and how 
important it is right now to utilize this time that you are spending more time at home with each other where you can have deeper conversations around these topics. Because if not now, when? I like that saying, right? Because your relationship is like a garden. You've got to really tend to the soil and you got to really dig deep and go deep where the true foundation of your relationship is going to take root. So now is a good time to do that. So I suggest that you and your partner or other people that you think would benefit that, you can even listen to this together, this podcast together, so that you can have discussions around it and share to go deeper and create a better foundation for your relationship. Okay, so before we get on to the first question, I do want to say that I really hope all of you are doing well, that you're staying healthy, that you're navigating through your stresses and your anxieties, that in some way that you're learning more about yourself and your relationship. And I know that you have probably some challenges as everybody is having at this time. I know that I'm having my own also. It's a strange time that we're living right now. And I know I read this before that that old saying that we're all in the same boat, but the saying said, we're not in the same boat. We're in the same storm. And that's true because some of us are having really challenging financial issues. Other of us are not. Some of us are having a lot of anxiety in our relationships and having a lot of strife in that. Some of us are not. Some of us are thriving more and taking more downtime and relaxation and actually rejuvenating out of this time. Some people are working from home. Other people are not working at all. Some of you might be on the front lines as a healthcare worker, as a delivery person in the food industry. So we're not in the same boat. It's an interesting analogy, but we're in the same storm. So whatever boat you're in, I really wish that you navigate it well through this time. Okay, here we go. This first question was in an email to me. And the second question that's going to be asked later on is a voice message question. So the first question is from Shannon from New York. And Shannon writes, Prepo, I've tried to spark more life into my relationship. Like before we tried taking dancing lessons together. We tried taking yoga classes together. And now we're trying new foods and cooking that together. But now that we are home together all the time in this stay home situation, what other things can we do to spark our relationship and feel more connected? So Shannon, you're, you're asking different ways that you can create more connection in your relationship. And I think that there's many people that have a desire to do that right now. And I think it's a great focus to do, create more deeper connections in your relationships right now. Because as I said before, I really truly believe it is going to be our relationships that are going to help us get through this trying time. 
So I'm going to take a, a different twist on this answer. And instead of telling you a lot of things that you can do to create connection that I've talked about in past podcasts, like taking walks together and connecting by holding hands, which I think is a wonderful thing to do that creates connection. Another big one that I've stressed and have it in a past podcast of the power of appreciation, of exchanging appreciations, how deep and powerful that can be to create connections. So it's a great podcast to listen to, the power of appreciation. But the twist that I'm going to take on this one is around inquiry. I think it is so important that we really take an interest of who our partners are in our life. Really getting to know them. And I know that if you've been in a relationship for a while, you think that you know your partner. And on some level, I think that we do. But we don't really take the time to ask really deeper questions. Because deeper questions can spur deeper conversations. And deeper conversations is a really good way to connect. When you find your partner to be interesting and self-reflective and honest and transparent and thoughtful, that's a really attractive quality. And deeper conversations give us perspective. They allow us to form connections that are more challenging to do through lighthearted chatter. And of course, there's nothing wrong with small talk, but now, especially in this time that we're experiencing, it's time for big talk. If not now, again, when? So I think asking and answering these questions that I'm going to give you some examples can take you on a deep journey with yourself, with your partner. And a lot of these questions can be asked to family members and also friends to create the deeper connections, to really be known and to know another person. That's true intimacy. So I think that you can be prepared to go on this journey with your partner. It might feel a little awkward in the beginning. And it's not about getting anything right. My wife and I, we've been journeying on these questions. And we repeatedly have asked the same questions at different times in our life. So I think there's different ways to do this. You can ask the question to the person, to your partner. You can ask these questions to your partner at one time, several of these questions, and maybe take 20 minutes or a half hour where one person is just going to answer all of the questions. I think particularly that that's good in my experience because then the person gets to go deeper when they're answering the different questions. They feel themselves in their resonance. I said this before, I believe that you can speak your truth and find your truth as you're speaking if you're given the time. Or you might try asking one question and both of you answering it. You figure out what works best for you. But I think it's good that one person just asks it and answers it. And then after they're fully finished, the other person then asks these questions and their partner answers them. Okay, so you're saying, come on, people. 
Ask the questions, ask the questions. Okay, so here we go. Here's an example of some of the questions that I think that you can ask right now that will bring you deeper in connection. For instance, what was your favorite activity as a child? I think we all want to go back into our history at times to be known, even though some of our history might have been challenging, that's still a way to be known. And remember when you're answering those questions, take time to deeply reflect on it. You don't have to just come with the first inclining of the surface answer. Take your time. Here's another question. At what point in your life were you most happy? Mm. Here's another one. What's the most memorable lesson you've learned from your parents? Yeah, that might be a challenging one because some of you might have had some challenges with your parents and you don't think that you've learned anything from them. And then there's those of you that have had wonderful relationships with your parents and that you've learned a lot. Here's another one. What do you take for granted? Hmm. And I think that can change throughout our life, what we take for granted. Especially right now, reflecting of where we are in our lives and how our lives are on pause. I'm sure there's a lot of things that we have taken for granted. Shoot, just even the ability to go into a restaurant and have a meal. Go up and shake somebody's hand. <laughs> We're not doing that right now. Here's another question. So some of you, you might have to pause this, right? And write these questions down. I think that would be a good idea to do. What was your greatest day of your life? That's a profound one. What are you most proud of? What has been your biggest challenge in life? And how did you overcome it? What is the one thing that you can't live without? Well, ice cream for some people, right? What makes you feel most empowered? What's the nicest thing you've ever done for another person? Yeah, see, these take some reflection. So also, it might be good to have these questions written down and maybe give it to each other and to contemplate it on your own, to maybe think of the answers that you do want to speak and that you can then share them with each other so it doesn't have to be done on the fly. It can very well, you can prepare that. You can really think about the questions so that you can go really deeply and authentically in the answers because these are deep questions. These are also philosophical questions that you can ask. And again, you got to decide how deep of a relationship do you want? How authentic of a relationship do you want? Hopefully as my listeners, you want a deep one because I do. I want a deep relationship. I want an authentic relationship. I want a transparent relationship. And if you're not comfortable asking or answering some of those questions with your partner, hmm, that maybe tells you something also about where the relationship is. One of you might want a deeper relationship than the other. One of you might think that these questions are silly. But come on, 
to really get to know another person on this deep level and to also know yourself when you're answering these questions, the vulnerability that might come out of how you're answering it and how the other person, your partner, might interpret it or think about you. That's vulnerability. You need that in your relationship. You can get heavy on your questions. For instance, if you had the option to know the date and circumstance of your death, would you? Hey, if you're not thinking about that in some way now, with all that's going on with this COVID pandemic and people that are dying around us, existential questions around death are really important now. So in that, you can also ask a question, where do you think we go when we die? Hmm. Or what do you want your final words to be? Some people might be cringing at these questions going, no, that's too serious. I don't want to have to think about that. But if it ever happened that you actually had the ability to know what you want your final words to be, that's pretty profound. Come on, people, like it's your life. Even if you never get to say what you want your final words to be, but just to be able to think about it and express it to somebody else, then they'll know. And who better than to your partner? Because here's another question that kind of pertains to it. What's the difference between living and existing? So that's a good question to ask about where you want to be right now in your relationship. What is the difference between just living your relationship or existing in your relationship? So I'm getting deep on these questions. Maybe because it was all this deep, double digging that I just did for the last hour. I'm going underneath the surface. And I want you all to go underneath the surface. That's where it is. That is where the gravy is. Or what I found out earlier, that's where a lot of the roots are. That's the soil that we are going to flourish in. That's the soil that your relationship is going to flourish in. So I know when my wife and I, we ask questions like these and we take the time to answer and truly listen to the other's answer without hmm, having my own self-talk going when my wife is answering and thinking like, wow, what, really? She would think that? That's, that's her answer? Why would she think that? As opposed to being curious and interested in her answer and to really get to know that this is a, different person than me that has different ideas and histories and thought process. And here we are journeying together in life, overlapping and sharing our journeys together. And we've had all these different experiences that we can share on a deeper level or all these thought processes that are happening that a lot of times we don't give ourselves a chance to share it and to address it, to reflect on it. And again, now, we have the chance to do that. If not now, when? So I'm challenging you all to go ahead and try some of these questions. So Shannon, maybe this answer was a little different than you might've thought around creating deeper connections, but I believe this is one way to do it. And yes, one of you might be more articulate in answering the question. 
one of you might feel more awkward and more introverted about answering the question. That's okay. It's a journey. It's layers and layers of going deeper and deeper. So you don't have to rush into these. These are powerful questions and they demand respect. When your partner opens up with these questions, I mean, it's a privilege when somebody opens up to you. So be open-minded, be empathetic, be understanding, you know, try to understand your partner's perspective. And you don't have to be afraid to shift your own beliefs and views, even if they're somewhat deep-rooted just by listening to their answers to the questions. So above all, listen. Just stay there. When you be a really good, attentive, and mindful listener, your partner will be really appreciative. And so you can check out my podcast on the art of listening to help you do that. Okay, so I'm going to shift to the other question. And this question that my listener Maria is going to ask was a similar question that I also got a few days ago. And a few days ago on Monday, April 20th, I was on Joan London's Facebook Live. It was fun. It was really cool to be on it. And I was talking about navigating relationships during this pandemic time. So if you didn't get a chance to see it, you can go check it out. You can check out Joan London's Facebook page and scroll down to her Facebook Live where on Monday, April 20th, I had a conversation with her. It lasted for about 25 minutes. You can also go to the show notes and we'll have a link to that video. I want to give a shout out to Laura, my stepsister, who made that interview happen. Thank you, Laura. And folks, I got a funny story of, I think it's funny, of building up to that. A few days uh, before the talk, I was taking a little nap and I had a little bit of this kind of dream state that I was taking a nap and I dreamt about the movie, What About Bob? And that's in the early 90s. And What About Bob is with Bill Murray and Richard Dreyfuss. And my family has seen this movie so many times and we love it. It's a very funny movie. It's about a psychologist, Richard Dreyfuss, who has a neurotic and OCD patient, Bill Murray. And Bill Murray follows him to his vacation with his family. And there's a point in the movie where Richard Dreyfuss is gonna be on Good Morning America. He's got a book out called Baby Steps, and he's going to be interviewed by Good Morning America. And the interview just goes awry. He totally bombs. And he's interrupted by Bill Murray, his patient, who takes over the interview and becomes the star. So in my little um, nap dream I had was I was being interviewed by Joan London, the former co-host of Good Morning America in the 80s and 90s. And my little nightmare was during the interview that Joan London would actually ask if my wife was around and my wife would then come on to the show with me and just totally steal the show. 
which some of you would probably say, yeah, she does steal the show anyway. And I was trying to like kind of push her out and so forth. And I was feeling really disempowered and and really made a fool of myself in my little dream state. So my wife and I, we watched that movie that evening. And lo and behold, Joan London was actually in that movie, played herself in the studio of the Good Morning America. So I didn't bomb. I think it went really well. It was fun and she was a sweetheart. She was really personable and really down to earth. So go ahead and check out that that interview. So here's the question from Maria from Michigan. Hi, Prepo. My name is Maria and I have a question. My partner can't let a conversation or disagreement go. I know you talk about in the heat of the moment, giving it a break and coming back to it later when we are calm so we can talk about it with a level head. Um, But he has to hash it out and I just, I need more time to process it. So how do we balance those differences so we don't end up just arguing about how we process our disagreements and the different ways we go about it? I really look forward to hearing your insights on this. Thank you so much for your podcast and thank you so much for all the good work you do. That's a great question. Yeah, we do have different styles when it comes to addressing a conflict and different processing styles. Some people have a desire to process an issue right in the moment and other people need digestion. They need time to reflect. They need time to gather their feelings and their thoughts. And I will say that I don't believe one is right over the other. The example that Maria is giving where her partner, that he wants to talk about it and she needs some time. Because I think sometimes it is good to talk about it in the, in the moment, to not let it fester and go on. And there are also times that it's really good to let it just settle and to be able to reflect and for the emotions to calm down. So what we're talking about here is different styles of, let's say, fair fighting in some way. Because it sounds like the talk about an issue is an emotional one. And when emotions get involved, sometimes people want to get it out right away. They don't want it hanging over. They may have a hard time sleeping. They have a hard time, again, letting go and just going back to their daily activities. And I will say this, I don't think that we should force anybody to talk or address something that they're not ready to do. I truly believe that. I think when we do that, we would be controlling. It could get into abusive behavior. It's manipulative. So again, what I talked about before, when one person needs to withdraw, I think it's a very good technique and tool to be able to say when you will re-engage. I think if one of the partners is really pressing to have that talk, that if you're the one that needs to withdraw, that you come back within 24 hours. So in your case, Maria, I think your partner can also have another outlet for instance, I think having a good friend 
that if he really needs to talk something through, that he goes to that friend as a support system. A mature adult friend that is not going to just take sides, that is not going to ruminate along with him, but a friend that's also going to just listen and also perhaps hold him accountable, ask questions. A friend that is an advocate of your relationship so that he understands that there's two sides, that he also respects you, yourself. I think that's the ideal situation, that your partner has somebody in his life, a friend like that. I don't think it is a good idea to have a family member uh, to be the one, because a lot of times that that happens is a family member, let's say it's his family member, will coincide with him, will, you know, be part of airing the dirty laundry. And I think that that's not so good when we're dealing with family members because there could be a bias towards you or against you. And that has caused a lot of strife among families. So I think it's much better that he has a support system that's a good adult supportive friend. Again, so at least he has an outlet to be able to talk and say some things that you're not ready to address. And for you, I think it's really important that the time that you take, let's say it is a day, that you are doing self-reflection, that you are self-soothing yourself and your emotions, that you said that you need time to try to understand what you're feeling and what you're experiencing. So do that. Write it down. Write down things that are coming to you. Write down things that you're reflecting upon of how you're feeling and what's coming up for you because then you might be able to take some of those notes that when you do re-engage, you can make sure that you're going to address some of those things. So I think right now is a great time when you are together and that you have some time to start talking about how you can make agreements when these things come up. How will you handle it? There could be even sentences that you make a, an agreement. So like for you, Maria, you might say, I understand that you really want to talk about it right now. I understand that that will really soothe you and that will make you feel much better that we're addressing it right now because you have a desire and an urgency to not let it hang over you and to not have it unresolved and understood. And... I want to be able to do it in a good manner. I want to be able to be present with you. And I need some time to reflect. I need time to feel my feelings. So let's talk about this tomorrow after dinner. So those that that's just an example of making an agreement of how you will address it when it comes up. Because it is important to address it. It's not good to let it fester. Many couples that I see, let it fester. They don't address it in a good manner. They then let it ferment and they either avoid it, they deny that it's even happening, they hold it against each other, and then you're not working in like a clean relationship, right? We clean our rooms, we clean other aspects of our house, but this is a part that we do have to clean at times. And it doesn't mean that you always get to a resolution. It doesn't mean that you always get to a transformation, but at least you're addressing it. You're sharing some of your feelings. You're sharing some reflection. 
hopefully you're sharing a lot of your accountability of what it is that you're also bringing into the challenge of that talk. And remember in another podcast that I said that most couples' arguments and disagreements, 67 to 70% are unresolvable. So it's about managing it. So it is about the expression of it. It is about getting understanding. It is about hearing and trying to be respectful to each other and acknowledging and validating the other person's experience. It's not always about just getting to a resolution. It's also understanding your needs, what you want out of it, what's the intention that you want to get. Hopefully, it's understanding and connection. So I think especially right now, Maria, it's a really good time to get some of those agreements of how you're going to deal with it and ways to process the issues and the disagreements to get more understanding. And some of the agreements might be around, hey, being respectful to one another, to not bring up a lot of the past when you are talking about the talk. Because bringing up like past during an argument is a sure way that your partner may feel resentful because you may not be addressing the issue at hand. So staying with the issue at hand is very important. You know, not generalizing and not saying always and never. Yeah, those are, you know, very generalizations that can distort, you know, focus and that makes us go around and round in circles without ever finding a solution. Another agreement might be don't lash out. Try to discuss things calmly before they become, you know, a major annoyance. You know, you want to seek to understand. You know, you want to be heard and understood. Don't criticize. When people feel criticized, they feel attacked. They don't feel acknowledged or respected. I also will say it's a good agreement to stay away from blame. Because blame just goes back and forth. It promotes poor self-esteem, and it can drag the argument longer than it's needed. And it also reduces intimacy. I also think in the agreements about how you're going to do your fair fighting is that you talk about not keeping score, you know, not tallying up of who did that and how many times the other person did it and how much it cost. You don't want to do that kind of scorekeeping. I think it's also important to really make an agreement to not use degrading language. You know, no name calling and degrading language. That will make things only worse. So it's really important that there's no insulting that goes back and forth because that really puts a strain on a relationship. I think it's a good agreement to avoid fighting when you're tired, right? You know, lack of sleep and tiredness can affect our self-control. And uh, usually we say things that we normally don't say when we're tired. So I don't think having those talks late at night are a good thing to do. And of course, not to focus on just being right. You want to focus on the intent of connection, 
not on who's right and who's wrong. Because the real goal of having this talk is to try to find um, an avenue where you become closer than you were before. And finding out who's right and who's wrong, that is not the goal. So there are just some things that you can talk about in making your agreements of how you will go about coming together to have the talk. So in Maria's example, it can happen the opposite, right? One partner doesn't matter gender-wise. One partner may be the one that wants to talk and the other partner may be the one that needs time. Sometimes it's even flipped around where both people don't want to address it and they avoid it. And my experience, that is a perpetual slow death in relationship when you're really avoiding and not addressing your issues. You become more and more and more disconnected. So again, this is a great time that you're with each other. You're probably having some of these disagreements more and more that's coming up because you're spending more time with one another. There's more stresses. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of anxiety. This is a good time to experiment with agreements on how you'll go about addressing when one of you wants to talk and the other one needs some time. If you really do this in a good manner, you'll respect when it comes up. You'll respect each other and what each other needs. You're going to want to give to the other person what it is that they may need meaning one of you will want to be able to give the other person some time, and the other times one of you may want to give the other person, okay, you need to address it right now, we can talk about it. The other thing I'm just going to throw in that could be a little more challenging would be when one person wants to talk and the other one doesn't want to address it. You could say, okay, I'm not going to address and I'm not going to talk about it from my side, but if you need to say some things, I am going to just listen. I'm going to just take it in, but I'm not going to respond. That could be really challenging because at that time, that person probably has a lot of heightened emotion and they're going to say things that might really trigger you. But if you're able to just stay there and just listen and let the person go ahead and speak what they need to speak, and it's an agreed that that's what's going to happen, there's not going to be answering that goes back and forth that can help the person that needs to talk to be able to get something out. And then you can reflect back on what it is that they say when you take the time yourself to come back within that time period. Okay, people, go ahead, experiment on that. So if you do have a relationship question, I would love if you would uh, leave me a voice message on it, as Maria did. And you can go to my website, heartsharecounseling.com, click on the podcast page and scroll down and leave a voice message up to three minutes. And I will try to address it on a future podcast. And I want to thank those of you that have continually donated to my podcast. It is greatly appreciated, even though it is definitely a labor of love for me. It does cost uh, dollars and time to put this out to you. So if you feel that this podcast has benefited you in your relationships, and if you are inclined to 
financially contribute, you can go to my website, heartsharecounseling.com, click on support the podcast page, and you can leave a one-time donation or a reoccurring donation. It is greatly appreciated. Thank you. Okay, everybody. Well, until next week, I hope that you all stay well, be safe, take lots of good deep breaths. Thank you for listening. Relationships. Let's talk about it. Is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting, PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more on licensed counselor Prepo Teplitsky, visit HeartShareCounseling.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only is not a substitute for professional counseling and psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnosis or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Relationships, Let's Talk About It is produced by Oxbus. You can create your own professional podcast today, faster and easier. Try it for free at oxbus.com. That's A-U-X-B-U-S dot com. Oxbus. Thank you.